0: Previously on Myth, Tarot, Love, we examined the Nine of Pentacles and the Harvest Festival. On today's show, we will be looking at the Ten of Pentacles and Legacy.
1: Myth and Tarot Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, cards, and pentacles And all of the above Myth, Tarot
0: Welcome to Myth, Tarot,
1: Love, a show about ancient stories and new-aged wisdom. I am Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, this is going to be an episode that's up a little bit late. Yes. Bit later than normal. So... But still, today. Yeah, apologies for that, (laughs) and thank you for your patience. Yes.
0: Also wanted to say um, thank you to all of our lovely listeners. We Mm -hmm. hit a really big milestone this past week—10,000 listens—which boggles my mind. Uh, We we
1: high fives were had. High fives (laughs) were had. So we're dances were had. So we're excited jumps of joy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So happy that people are listening and enjoying. I I guess our show (laughs) fingers crossed fingers crossed you know and if you don't enjoy it tell us why right if you do enjoy it tell Tell us us why yep (laughs) tell us what we're doing um although we did get a question um this Mm -hmm. week about picking a tarot deck so I thought that would be something cool to talk about today yeah as well with our ten of pentacles and Mm -hmm. it's Personally, I have an anecdotal story that I think I've shared before on the show, but it's kind of associated with Ten of Pentacles, because Ten of Pentacles is all about passing on wisdom and, and wealth to mm-hmm. others, right? Um, so that's what we're going to talk about, right? Legacy. Sounds good. Yep. Legacy, and mm-hmm. uh, Biddy's got a bit of stories to tell us as well, <laughs> mm-hmm. as well, regarding regarding this um, and how it was done in the Greek time. Of old. I, I, I was assuring <laughs> me, like, in the ancient time. I I didn't say the ancient times, yeah. Uh, so, for those of you who do not know, uh, Biddy's pet peeve is when people <laughs> say ancient times and don't specify which ancient times. It's, it's
0: just because <laughs> it lumps a lot of time and spaces and
1: places together into one term that's not specific enough technically like for me i define ancient times as anything before like my grandparents were born oh see, no. <laughs> and see that's another pet peeve of
0: mine i was it taken was... somewhere once where like oh we're gonna take you to a really old cemetery you know it's super super old and i'm like su- you know excited, getting, like, excited. Yes, yeah yeah oh man old be great let's no. see some old graves no it like was from well, it was not like even a age- 100 years ago. Oh, not even. It was, like 60 years ago. And I'm like, this isn't old. Ah.
1: That's, yeah. <laughs> but that's just my own little that, pet peeve. Well, that's because you've been to like some pretty old places. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Like my in the con- thousands of yeah. years old. My places. concept yeah. of
0: old is definitely different from, I guess, most people's.
1: So. Well, I, I think also that just comes from like living in a country where, uh, like things aren't old. Well, things are definitely still old, nah. right? The land is definitely old, but like the documentation of the land and, and people's times here is not as old as like in other places. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely things that have happened here that are that are old, but uh, the stories are more passed by word of mouth mm-hmm. than written. Yeah. Yeah. So, so picking a deck, <laughs> yeah. So picking a tarot deck. Okay. So I got my first deck when I was 13. I'm Rose, by the way. Hello. <laughs> Sometimes we hear ourselves, and we and we realize Biddy and I that it's a little bit difficult to dis- differentiate our voices. So I'm just gonna remind you all. Hi. Okay. So I got my first deck when I was 13. Um, my mom gave it to me actually, mm-hmm. and it was the Dragon Celtic Dragon Tarot Deck, and she got it for me because. I love dragons, always have. Been a big fan of the dragons, of the dragon folk. And uh, I'm also Welsh. So uh, my mom saw this deck and she was like, it's perfect. And she gave it to me um, in my 13th year of life. And uh, yeah, there's a thing actually about um, your first tarot deck being a gift, apparently. It's, It's kind of part of this idea that you... Uh, to pass on in, like to pass on the wealth of knowledge uh, your first tarot deck should be a gift but,
0: but if it's not uh, it doesn't I have don't to think be. that's yeah. a bad thing I no, bought my first not. deck when I was
1: 16 exactly so. like it definitely doesn't have to be it's just kind of one of those uh, traditions that if you know someone who uh, might be interested in having a tarot deck it's kind of like a way of passing on information mm-hmm. to them and getting them initiated I guess in in the practice right? Yeah, but you can definitely be your own initiator.
0: Yeah, go. And then how, how would you recommend buying a deck if you are initiating it for yourself?
1: Well, I there are different reasons for everyone to, to buy a deck, right? I ended up buying the Rider-Waite-Smith deck because I really liked the history associated with it. Um, the Rider-Waite-Smith deck was kind of one of the first decks to uh, try and combine a lot of old cards together Um with a lot of research, there's definitely card like there's definitely decks before it, but the Rider-Waite-Smith deck is really famously known for kind of making tarot more publicly publicly aware. I'm going mm-hmm. to say right. Um, they also are the ones that like ca- they kind of reorganized a lot of the major arcana. Like they are the ones that decided that the fool should be at the beginning as card zero instead of the last card after the world. Um, And like there there were just a lot of things that were associated with the Rider-Waite-Smith deck that were then um, repeated in future decks as well. So I really liked the idea of having kind of a a deck that was historic that had like some historical um, meaning there. But I find it's really difficult to read um, actually with my Rider-Waite-Smith deck Uh, for some reason. Maybe it's just because I've been using the Dragon Tarot for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, The imagery of the Dragon Tarot it has a lot more emotional significance for me. Uh, maybe it is because my mom got it for me. Um, maybe it is because uh, I love dragons. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love, like, the way it looks. I think art is a really huge part of why you should pick your deck. Um, and a lot of times people, like, if they are given a deck, they end up going out and buying their own deck anyways, and that's the one that really speaks to them. Um So I think I was just lucky in in receiving a deck that happened to be perfect for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think a lot of people, yeah, definitely need to go out and find the deck that I'm going to say, quote unquote, speaks to them.
0: Yeah. No, I definitely agree. And I feel like that's how I got both of my decks. Yeah. And it's funny that they both did end up being fairy decks. And I love fairies. Of course. (laughs) And, yeah, the second one, the one that I got recently... um, I wasn't, again, I wasn't even looking for a fairy deck. I was just looking for one that kind of called to me or spoke to me or that that I I connected with the images. So that was definitely something important for me is that I didn't want to go online and just look for fairy decks or look for any deck. I wanted to actually have it in my hand. If I could look at, you know, all of the cards to see the images or even just like the back of it just to see, okay, what kind of, how would it look like and do Uh, i
1: connect to that there's definitely some really great shops out there um Mm -hmm. uh, that will let you actually see the cards as well like uh i saw this one this one shop in hamilton ontario and they let you go in and you can actually see like all of the cards like they have a big book for to show you like the cards in like in plastic so you're not necessarily going and opening up decks of cards. Yeah. You're, the, the shop actually had their own books mm. set up so you could go through and see all of the different art styles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really helpful. But I haven't seen that a lot, but it does exist. Yeah, I haven't seen them put into like a book style like that. I've just seen mm-hmm. them where
0: they have like, not a sample, but basically like one open
1: that you can... That you can look yeah, at, yeah yeah or at least or, or a lot of times on the box as well yeah they'll have samples of the cards yeah exactly yeah so it's it's definitely i think a really big part of it because um you know the each of the cards have have meanings associated with them and you can really like you could technically read with a, a deck of playing cards yep that's technically you know most of your minor arcana missing missing one card
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um from the minor can it would be missing the uh the page card right right because the jack would be the knight and the queen and king and then you're missing a page from from each Mm -hmm. of the uh of the suits but you can technically still read with that yeah right and um however it doesn't have as much of an emotional tie like an emotional pull Unless it With does
0: for that person, if they were taught how to read from someone, do you
1: know what I mean? Like if they were taught by someone, definitely then they yeah, could have that emotion, and then it would, and but then that would be like the connection of passing down knowledge, yeah, right, which yeah. is very much what our card today is talking about mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> um, so this was a really great question. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of sum it up because I realize that we're going a little yeah. bit over time in it. <laughs> uh, but to sum it up, uh, basically you you need to pick a card that speaks to you on an emotional level because even though each card has its own significance and the cards do have slightly different uh, variations from from deck to deck, ultimately you will be reading um, based off of the emotions that are being pulled to you in each card. Uh And as you practice more and more, you you kind of start developing that intuition and um, the emotions that are present in the cards and in the art of the cards is really i'm going to say a a huge influence in how you're going to be reading those cards and picking a deck could be your first step into using your intuition more exactly yeah so sometimes you know you might just walk into a store and be like why am i here and it might even be chapters chapters has some tarot decks by the way uh and suddenly you you're drawn to this this area and you find the deck and you're like oh I love this <laughs> and you realize, Hey, that's, that's my deck. There, yep. It's done. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk about the 10 of pentacles. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be describing the Rider Waite Smith deck. There's a lot going on in this card. Uh, when you kind of look, when you look at it at first, it looks really cluttered. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, okay. First you have just 10 pentacles um, strewn about uh, but in kind of an interesting way, the t- the pentacles kind of look like they're growing from the bottom. So you have two in a straight line on the bottom, and then three on either side, and then two, like one kind of almost in the middle and one at the very top. And it to me it kind of looks like a tree. It kind of like the the pentacles are are spreading out in maybe a trident um, kind of kind of shape. Um, so I personally see this as um, like the wealth of the Pentacles growing and and spreading out and being very easily sustained. Um, behind the Pentacles, you have this scene of a, a very happy family. Uh, you have an old man who is sitting in what looks like a, a bunch of grapes, like a. I know that's his cloak. I think uh, it's his cloak. Yeah. The cloak has grapes on Glo- it
0: and moons. And- so it does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I,
1: it kind of looks almost like, like like the cloak is growing grapes a little bit, but it might also just be the pattern on the cloak. It's a very busy patterned cloak, um, but also very grand. And the old man, it has white hair and a long beard, and he is finally relaxing after what must have been a long and prosperous life. Um, he's got... I'm going to assume that it's his family that is around him. Uh, he has two dogs that are looking to him. He's petting one's head. And, you know, they they look at him with a lot of loyalty and love. Uh, he's got a, a young couple that he's looking at is standing underneath of what looks like some sort of stone archway that's mm-hmm. got a bunch of um, carvings in it or what might be... Um, they almost have like banners. Yeah, like perhaps house banners or some some sort of uh, regal banner work is on there. Um, and then next to the couple, the couple looks like they're in love. They're kind of twirling around each other. There's a child next to them as well. So you have three generations that are happening in this card. Uh, the old man who's looking on the young couple who are very much in love. And then you have also the child um and, uh, and
0: sorry i just like that the child is grabbing onto the dog's butt <laughs> onto yeah, <his> tail. <laughs> it's like
1: yeah perhaps the child is like petting the dog or just grabbing the dog's tail yeah. or something like that uh child looks very young um possibly like three or yeah, four like years old yeah. yeah very young child uh also kind of shy <laughs> uh yeah so in the background you have what looks to be some sort of castle courtyard Uh, you have some castle walls and behind that you have a beautiful blue sky and some tall trees as well like so it's it's a picture of definitely a lot of prosperity um and also since you have the image of three of three generations being passed like the way that the generations flow it's kind of like you have the old man first and then the young couple and then the child from the left to the right from yeah. the from the left to the right the way it flows it seems like you have you're you're going from eldest to youngest and it and very much this is the flow of prosperity and um and wealth in multiple in multiple ways as well so you have wealth of knowledge you have wealth of uh like financial wealth and security uh are definitely very prominent here um also like the fact that the grapes are right in the foreground is they they kind of pop out at me um and then and then of course there's the the strong archway that is kind of above everyone's head as well um so definitely when you receive this card in a reading it is a very good card to get um it kind of means you have more wealth than you know what to do with with it Mm -hmm. um and it does reflect a lot on the on the lessons that have been learned right so the lessons of the pentacles one of the first things that that you learn in the suit of pentacles is that you can't hold on to wealth um like the four of pentacles oh dear oh no Nope. Oh, that is a phone num- phone call.
0: Are, are we pausing, or you want me to start talking?
1: It's okay. Good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's Throw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the lessons of the Pentacles. You have the Four of Pentacles, which tells us that you can't, you can't hold on to wealth too much because that's what makes it suffocate. And then in the Six of Pentacles, you also learn that you can't give it all away. Um, even though uh, giving your giving your wealth and investing is how you make it grow but there you need to strike some sort of balance there in the ten of Pentacles the ultimate solution is that um, you can pass on your wealth to those who will continue your legacy for you so you will it's saying that the best way to be remembered um, at this point is to really focus on the next generation so if you receive this card It definitely could mean either you need to find someone who can be a mentor for you or that, or more commonly, that you should be a mentor for someone else. That you have so much wealth that the best way to, the best thing you can do with it is really to pass it on and uh, continue that flow of wealth with those you love. Um, So... Uh, what, what does this make you think of, Judy? yeah.
0: Passing it over. I'm going to pass it over to you. Sure. So, um, a couple things here. It does, obviously, it is kind of a card of legacy. So it makes Mm -hmm. me think of legacy and inheritance. Um, when I look at it, the arch really does stand out to me. Um, especially when I think of, like, Roman arches, especially triumphal arches. Yeah. Um, typically those were made by... People, um, generals, people that you know went off to war and won a glorious battle and came back. They with come back with lots an of arch. spoils. <laughs> no. no, they don't come back with the arch itself, but they definitely come back with and, and build an arch. Yeah, with money and spoils mm-hmm. and whatnot, um, and build an arch. And again, it's that idea of remembrance because they would obviously put their name on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so maybe that's kind of what those banners are represented representing
0: yeah this this would definitely be more of a medieval like representation of
1: that whereas like in... one of the one of the banners has a, a scale on it by the way mm-hmm. uh, which to me definitely represents that six of pentacles like not giving everything away right yeah 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 um
0: but yeah no in uh, the Roman ones they would definitely have like an inscription um, on it about mm-hmm. again who who won? Who, who won what battle potentially, and yada yada. <laughs> but it would be somewhere prominent too. So, sir, what's his
1: name was here. Well, not sir, <laughs> but yes, sir would still be medieval. <laughs> but okay, yes, yeah. guy is such and such. Guy such and such, son of son of what's such. his name yeah. was here exactly. <laughs>
0: um, and and it wouldn't like this does kind of. I don't. know, To me, this seems like more of a countryside scene. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas that would be right smack dab and the middle of Rome. You want as many people to see it, and it needs to be in like the most highly visible place as possible. But um, it's still that idea of legacy and bringing things back for people to use and to remember um, yeah. throughout time and and over many generations. It also makes me think of inheritance and inheritance laws. And I was talking to you about that before. That Definitely. to me, I'm sorry, it's very boring <laughs> <laughs> to think about that and talk about it. Um, I can briefly, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, like how how was
1: like things passed on? Wealth passed
0: on yeah. generation to generation, basically, like it is mm-hmm. now. Um, it depends where and it depends when. In Athens, um, it say someone had you know property it would be split amongst their sons evenly yeah. at a time this stopped happening and then issues were you know were coming about where people would have too small of the land and they wouldn't be able to sustain, sustain themselves and yeah. so there were other laws enacted saying no like everything needs to be distributed evenly that way it, again kind of evens things out yeah um but the the story, I guess, or the history <laughs> that I want to talk about today has to do with um, Roman—not inheritance, but—I don't know the how idea to say of it. picking an heir. Yeah, so because heirs especially once we get into the imperial period which is when we have the emperors comes very important (laughs) who you have succeed you is going to be the next potential emperor of rome which is a very big responsibility definitely yeah um but before there was an emperor um there was an adoption that took place that was very important in the in this whole idea um and that's the adoption of octavian by julius caesar so Mm -hmm. octavian we spoke about with the emperor card because he later became emperor augustus so he did change his name and he became the first emperor the first emperor yep and he changed his name uh, also his name became julius caesar um because he was adopted by caesar who was his nephew or sorry not nephew it was his his uncle. uncle he was his nephew um because he didn't have any proper heirs and I use that in quotations because he had daughters but daughter cannot inherit titles in that sort of way at the Um, time yeah yeah so now sure (laughs) and not so much so are were there two Caesars then well that's just it in yes in that the name would continue Mm -hmm. so even after I think it was something, it was a name that they would take on, even, like, they, how do I say this? They had multiple names. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So Caesar, think of Caesar as more of, like, a a last name, like a clan name. Okay. But Julius
1: Caesar, like, there was only one of those. There was one Gaius Julius Caesar. Yeah. Yes. The one that was betrayed and...
0: Exactly, yes. And
1: murdered by his friend, Mm -hmm. Brutus Yes, and yeah. Cassus. Yeah. Yes, that's not Augustus.
0: No, but Augustus took his name, so he was also referred to as Gaius Julius Caesar. So this becomes to really make, confusing. Yeah, just
1: to make <laughs> things, you know,
0: extra yeah. extra confusing. Exactly. So that's why when we um, teach and talk about Octavian, we or yeah, we, we, uh, we, about Augustus, we often refer to him as Octavian before he becomes quote unquote emperor um and then once he does he changes his name it's still gaius julius caesar but he adds augustus so then we refer to him as augustus just for clarification yeah. but there are lots of sources that will refer to him as caesar and then if you don't know you're like what do you mean i thought he died what is this guy <laughs> I doing he died. Like, how yeah. is he
1: a teenager now this doesn't make any sense <laughs> <laughs> good old name changing yes exactly um, brilliant um yeah. okay so Like, what made Julius Caesar pick Octavian? Oh,
0: that's a big question. That's a big question,
1: yeah. Like, did he have no other nephews or no other I think, I personally think he was the best option. He was
0: young. He came from a good family. He wasn't the best, and again, he he wasn't the best military um, general, but he had a friend, um, Marcus Agrippa, that was, so that was good in that sense yeah um i should have looked i, I can't yeah i don't remember you mentioned exactly. like you mentioned that julius caesar did have a son though he did yes yeah. um but that was by <laughs> the woman we'll hopefully be talking about in a couple of weeks is yeah. cleopatra so they did have a child he was only oh gosh like two or three when caesar died so definitely mm-hmm. not old enough to be to be well to i mean he could an emperor. that's just it like he could have become his heir the thing is caesar wasn't technically an emperor an emperor was something that kind of octavian made up in a way Yeah. Um, because no one what in rome was supposed to have like, full control or full power. They had kingships in the past. They really didn't like it. That's why they became a republic. Yeah, yeah. So they had democracy before. they had Not democracy. Repo- like, senators and aristocratic families. Okay. N- definitely not a democracy, but... Not at that point. N- not at any point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. Now, okay, sure. Yeah. But not during the Roman Empire, no. It was more, think... Um, Sorry. think Star Wars. Um, okay. Where there were senators and the senators all came from the patrician class of family. So you had to have been one of, again, this is in thinking of that idea of legacy. Basically, you had to come from a family of Rome that was there from the beginning of
1: Rome to be considered this like an, op- upper an class. option. Okay. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> this must be why you love Star Wars. So. <laughs> yeah, well, no. I love Star Wars. Way before I knew about this stuff. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think Star Wars. Think Star Wars. When you thinking ancient, you know, Roman Empire?
0: You got to think Star Wars. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And and Octavian or Augustus can be seen as um I don't know. Not the emperor. Well, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that's a really good I think that's a really good point there is that um like, I was, I was actually having a conversation uh, with my sister about the Ten of Pentacles this last week. And uh, we were talking about how uh, how wealth does get passed on. And uh, she mentioned that it has a lot to do with privilege as well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And how, you know, um, peop- like wealth gets passed on. And this is one of the things that is creating privilege is that, you know, uh, when you are born into a... A loving family where uh, someone else has already kind of worked for all of that wealth for you and it's kind of just expected that you will kind of inherit that and then grow it further um, you you don't really get to ever learn about what it's like to not start from that point mm. right? Mm-hmm. so I guess that's kind of similar with uh, Julius Caesar picking an heir it wasn't going to be anyone it had to be someone that was already kind of in his class.
0: Yeah, and in his family, technically.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not... Extended, but yeah. It's not like you would go off on the street and say, you, you shall be my emperor. Yeah, you... You, <laughs> you shall Cicero. be my heir.
0: You, Cicero, you shall be... No.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of... It's it's not so much a, a rags-to-riches story at the end, because once you, you receive those riches... Um, you just kind of pass them on and mm-hmm. hope that no one in your, no one that you care about will have ever have to experience those rags.
0: Yeah, I, I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> we hope that no one bleeps it up. Yeah,
1: just don't bleep it up. <laughs> yeah, here, here's some money. Here's my name. Good luck. Don't bleep it up. Yeah, here, here's my name. Here's my wealth. Here's my knowledge. Don't bleep it up. <laughs> I like that. And that should be our final word for it. I think so. That's a good place. Oh, well, actually, we—I I did get—I did get a quote you from, yes. from Adatero. <laughs> but I think that's pretty much all we got time for yeah. for this for this week. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if you like what you hear, please send. Oh. Please leave us a a uh, comment that would be great a review that would perhaps. be wonderful now that i say that i have not looked in a while i'm gonna look as you keep talking you can also uh reach us on facebook we have a facebook group uh we have an instagram where we take pictures of the cards as well and uh also you can reach us on our email. What's our email again? <laughs> MythTarotLove at gmail.com. MythTarotLove at gmail.com. So just our show name. Yep. MythTarotLove. <laughs> everything. Yeah. We're pretty, we're much pretty easy. Yeah. We're pretty easy to find with that. Um, With MythTarotLove. If, yes. you, if you put that into Facebook, Love, it should come up. If you put Under that into groups, Instagram, yeah. should come up. Uh, yeah. So next week, we are done. With looking at mm-hmm. the numbered pentacles card we're going to be looking at the page of pentacles and i really like you know combining the page of pentacles with some meyer briggs personalities yes yeah, <laughs> so we'll get i to will talk more about those. i will get to talk a little bit more about personalities as well which i know people have been excited yes. about to, to hear more yes, about that definitely um yes uh so hopefully uh are you are you good I'm check, yeah Checking. No, we're good no more okay yeah send us more reviews <laughs> yes yeah, send us all the reviews <laughs> okay. uh very much would appreciate it yes yes and we love you and thank you yes and we love <laughs> you have a great week yes um our our quote for the week comes from at a tarot which is the american tarot association and it goes like this if you wish to be remembered Pass on your wisdom and experience to those who need it. A monument or a spoken word has much more effect on the world than a pile of cash. Myth and tarot, where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, cards, and pentacles, and all of the above.